0: Which way spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm? Greetings and salutations, my friends. Welcome to another Which Way spellcast with me, your host, Sorceress Chisholm. It is the thirtieth of August, twenty twenty-three, and it is the second full moon of a calendar month which makes it a blue moon let's see if we can play it for you There's some spontaneous ukulele. Me and Miyuki. This Pisces full moon. It's another super moon. We've had a couple of them. The last three full moons have been very close in orbit to Mother Earth, Mother Gaia, spinning around out there in the universe. And um, yeah, so this one is also a super moon in the sign of the fishies it's a water sign, it's a mutable sign. Pisces in uh, this lunation is a very watery sign, I'm feeling quite wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, to quote Doctor Who, it's a bit Doctor Who out there. Um, conjunct Saturn, the planet of time and structure, And then we've got big old Neptune way, 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 way out there. It's been out there since 2011. So we've got this um, underwater world kind of thing going on right now. Pisces is the final sign in the zodiac as well. So it's like returning to the great ocean. Everything gets thrown back into the cauldron, so to speak. So, I hope you, dear listener, are well out there. It is um, pretty hot up here in the Northern Hemisphere in Tokyo. It's very, very humid. And um, I hope you are well and dealing with the summer. If you're in the heat right now and as it is waning, we are heading into equinox season. If you're in the South and it's starting to get warm and you're getting excited for summer, that's great too. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Astro today. And uh, the tarot, of course. We will just be doing the yuge. And I have a wonderful interview with Gail DeAngelis. And uh, we talked about all sorts of wonderful things and also got her to do a poem. And uh, she also has a song that we're going to play on the show later on. So without further ado, let's get into the astro for this month. It's, um yeah it's uh it's a little bit all over the shop um pisces is uh like i said before it's a sign it's the sign of the fish the two fishes it's mutable um and it is opposite the sun in virgo and virgo is mutable earth so we've got sort of fluidy water and fluidy earth going on right now and so nothing is really set in stone um so it's a great opportunity for us to go with the flow <laughs> so let me read a little bit to you um what I've got here on my notes time may seem more fluid nebulous abstract well yeah I was just saying that it's um <laughs> Sure, whether it's you know up or down or this way or that way or what's happening, um, feelings are heightened, perceptions are altered. Are you sleepwalking or daydreaming? It may be difficult to concentrate right now. There may be things that you are maybe maybe you're feeling forgetful. A lot of these things um, that I come up with for these spell casts for these astros very intuitive by the way and it's also possibly subjective but hey the combination of the full moon vibes all the feels combined with the two personal planets mercury and venus are still retrograde venus is about to station direct on the 3rd of september so looking forward to that however mercury just started his retrograde loop for the next three four weeks so things may be feeling a bit sluggish. Maybe you're feeling a bit, eh, what am I doing? Maybe you feeling a bit lost, apathetic, indifferent. That's okay. Um, the fact that Saturn is conjuncting this moon, yeah, may, may, you may feel like, oh, you know, what's the point? I'm feeling a bit complacent. Maybe feeling a little bit unmotivated. Not really sure. Perhaps you're I don't know, maybe there's an escapist thing. Maybe you're escaping into the internet or some kind of illusion or some kind of entertainment to, you know, distract you from what you know you should be doing. Because obviously Virgo in um, the sun, well, let's rephrase that. Thank you, Mercury. Tongue tied. So the sun in Virgo conjunct Mercury retrograde right now is saying, hey, we do need some analysis here. We need to figure out why things are happening the way they are. What's going on? What are the elements involved? Do some empirical research on it. Affairs must be attended to. Make some to-do lists. Take responsibility for your admin and your health and your lifestyle choices. Are there some things that perhaps you've been putting off? I know I have. So the axis, the Virgo Pisces, Piscean, (laughs) Jeez, I'm doing really well. (laughs) So the Pisces-Virgo axis is the axis of service and devotion. So it's got a lot to do with why are you doing what you do? Who are you doing it for? What are you doing it for? What do you believe in? Who do you believe in? What do you believe in? So checking in with those themes. Um, And the Mercury retrograde is asking us to pay, pay attention to detail. You can't just do a half-assed job here. You've got to go in and do it proper. Um, and Virgo loves things like categorizing, organizing, checking off tasks, to-do lists, right? Um, fine tuning things. Yeah. This is what Virgo loves to do, right? And this is what will help temper of this watery world where nothing is what it seems you just want to play with the fishes all day you just want to sing and hoard things and you know dream about princes and you know all of that stuff so it's um yeah the virgo elements will help navigate this pisces underwater kind of realm um but mercury retrograde always comes with the caveat Don't take things personally, um, avoid um, confrontations if you can, um, just mind your manners, allow things to delay. If there are delays, if machines break down, so be it. Step away from the machine, do something else if you can until it's time to come back, okay? Um, You know, back up your computers, deal with travel, you know, Make sure you read the fine print on any contracts. All of these Mercury retrograde guidelines um, are important to take heed of right now. Um, And so the Pisces thing is so dreamy. I've been dreaming like a champion lately, going into all sorts of weird and wonderful places. So if you've been dreaming too, dear listener, it's a good idea to take a diary. Take down some notes upon waking if you can. It's also great to be doing any kind of divination any um, scrying, you know, um, into a into a bowl of water or whatever it is that you like to do, um, tarot, things like that, meditation, you know, stuff where you can alter your mind in certain ways, right, but safely and responsibly, of course. Um, it's a great time to allow for imagination to come through, to play, to explore, and to improvise. And it's also a great time for ritual, anything like that, that you know, you you get to indulge your senses with um, incense or flowers or music, anything like that that will help to stimulate your imagination and get you out of your head a bit. And it's really about surrender. I've got this written in bold, <laughs> underlined in caps, surrender and check in with yourself as to what you believe Pisces rules the feet give yourself some foot loving I know there may be that may be taken the wrong way I know that feet can be you know a bit of a fetish but get yourself a massage paint your toenails get yourself petty whatever you need to keep on swimming in those waters one more thing I want to say is the Venus retrograde. She's um she's about to come back to the surface, right? She's been on her underground journey 40 days and 40 nights and she's in Leo, so it's been about reevaluation, reevaluation of the self, your significance to the world, how have your beliefs about yourself changed while you've been doing this underground journey? What things have you cast off? Pisces is a great time to be casting off <laughs> into the into the ocean, but also letting go of things, right? Um, allowing things to float away. Um, I've got here that it's uh, time to take yourself off the hook, Venus, and um, put your clothes back on, put your crown back on, and become that queen of heaven once again. So she's the morning star. So, if you are um, an early riser, you might see Venus morning star. Thank you, dear listener. That is all for the astro. Shuffling the cards. What do the cards have to say this month? On this Pisces full moon, this blue moon. Okay. Oh, there's a few jumpers today, but I want to pick one. Okay. Let's pick a card for the month.
1: Any of the crickets outside.
0: Pulling a card from the Smith right away. Okay, what do we got? Okay, Seven of Swords. Hmm, Seven of Swords. Okay, I'm going to describe the card for you. It is uh, an image of a person who is sneaking away from some tents. And it seems to be that they're carrying five swords. And they're wearing like a yellow tunic and blue tights and red boots and this little red fez kind of hat. And there are two swords remaining in the camp. but um, And there seems to be some people in the background there. But this person looks a bit shifty. This person doesn't look very honest. And it kind of, this is the card that is also known as Sabotage. So it's not the most pleasant card. It's a little bit um, shady, shall we say. So in this kind of reading, this would indicate that either you or someone else close to you isn't exactly being very honest and the mercury retrograde isn't going to help matters so i think this is really important to take stock of what you're saying are you walking your talk are you being honest are you a team player that kind of thing or is the other person potentially a team player and uh, it's a it's an intelligent card the sevens represent intelligence and it is also about a way to head off any trouble at the at the past before it becomes a big problem, nipping something in the bud, um, rather than having, like I mentioned before, like having um, confrontational conversations that may go south quickly, and being um, loose tongued, Mercury retrograde. It can be kind of hard and you once you say something you can't unsay it right um it's also about perhaps disarming someone in advance and avoiding conflict so it is a bit of a warning card but it's also about foresight it's also about um disarming the opposition um and evading any possible negative consequences so there you go that's the tarot for this month Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Witchway Spellcast interview. Uh, It is my great pleasure to introduce to you my dear Strega sister, Gail DeAngelis. Hi, Gail. How are you today? Hi, Sosha, Great to be here. Thank you so much for joining the Spellcast. Mm, My pleasure. So a little bit of background for our listeners. Gail and I met a couple of lifetimes ago. Mm. back in Melbourne um, through uh, Gail's daughter Paula who I've known for a jillion years as well and so Gail and I met when I moved over to Melbourne back in the early 2000s I think it was and we for a time lived together and we explored witchcraft together when I was working at Spellbox at the time and um, we learned about magic together, we cooked together, we did poetry together and um, have had a long-lasting friendship and um, she's with us today to tell us about her amazing work, her herbal remedies and her charms and her work as a singer. She has a band called Heartstrings, a three-piece a cappella group and um, poetry as well. So let's talk about your interest in music Gail when did you first realize that you wanted to sing and how did that come about um
2: actually I grew up with um my parents singing in harmonies my mother used to play different instruments um and when I was at school I joined the musical productions so I'd Mm. been in the chorus or the choir depending on the What it was, and when I was older, uh, I joined community choirs in different parts of Melbourne as they came about. And of course, because I grew up in the labor movement, uh, we used to always sing at May Day, so Uh there were a whole lot of sort of you know the songs of solidarity, I suppose, that people would sing as a community too.
0: Great, so um, you've recently put together who was the instigator for the band Heartstrings um actually
2: it was my friend Geraldine Mm -hmm. who has been a a a lover of all things Leonard Cohen and Emily Harris as it as it turns out um and when Leonard Cohen died in 2016 she did a Tribute concert for him, and then asked if anyone would like to join a tribute band. So myself and another friend, Gay, who's a harpist, uh, volunteered, and we've been working together for a few years now.
0: Wow, great!
2: Uh, so Geraldine plays the guitar, organ, arranges the music and organ and the harmonies, and uh, Gay, who's a therapeutic musician, um, plays the harp. And the three of us do harmonies to the songs.
0: Fantastic! And you've given me a song that you've recorded recently. Can you tell us about it and um, what uh, what your feelings are about the song? Um, it's
2: a it's a song that we all love. It's like a psalm, really. Uh, you know, Leonard Cohen is an amazing poet as well as drawing on all sorts of Spiritual traditions and references that uh, from his Jewish background and from Mm. the Bible.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, And this song, If it be your will, uh, is it's it's a really interesting song about, you know, relationship to the divine, but also what's inside us as human our humanity as well. So um, Gay's husband, Arthur, and his son-in-law, Chris, um, helped us do the recording and the production. So it's a home production, um, and we've done it for the show, so it's our first time doing all this together.
0: Without further ado, let's listen to Heartstrings' version of Leonard Cohen's If It Be Your Will.
1: I will sing.
0: And that was Heartstrings' rendition of Leonard Cohen's If It Be Your Will. Oh, Gail, it's so beautiful. Uh, thank you, Saoirse. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. So okay. Heartstrings has a show coming up. Well, it's, um, it's to be
2: confirmed, but we, we, during the pandemic we did uh, home concerts Yep. And the point was song and poetry that's intimate and emotional and inviting others to share um, their music or poetry too. So we're hoping to do another one on Sunday the 22nd of October, but uh, as yet we have to confirm where and, mm-hmm. uh, and what have you, but we're working on the show where we rehearse every week you know as you do
0: <laughs> so the show um, will be in warburton in the outskirts of melbourne or will it be in yeah, melbourne city
2: it, no 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 it'll be around warburton yeah okay beautiful yeah, part yeah. of the world mm. It is beautiful, and a lot of people come here on the weekend.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's, it's mm. like a magical fairyland out there. Um, it is. I've, <laughs> I've, I've been out there with you on many, many uh, an occasion. <laughs> the dead of winter or the heat of the summer, it's just incredible. The birds um, mm. got such an amazing um witch of the woods kind of vibe you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah um poetry um interesting you mentioned poetry um you yourself um are a poet and have you and I actually did a lot of poetry little um experiments together back in the day when we were living in that house in Footscray which was a lot of fun yeah. it really you know got yeah. me thinking about poetry in new ways so I do um thank you very much for that um uh-huh. So you've got a poem that you want to share with us as well. I really love the title of this. Can you tell us about it? Oh, okay. So
2: um, earlier in the year, uh, 40 people in the Yarra Ranges, which covers Dandenongs as well as the Yarra Valley, uh, were invited to become part of what is the Poetic Portraits uh, Project project sponsored by the council and um, right. RMIT. And um, so the story, my story about this is that I couldn't, that there were two categories. One was an object you're attached to and the other one was being older and wiser because the project was for people over 50. And I, I just couldn't do it and I was talking to my friend Shari who actually is a poet a published poet, and I said, oh, Shari, you know, I can't write anything. All I can do is rant at the radio. And she said, well, <laughs> why, why don't you start there? So I did, and that's where this poem came from. Awesome. Ranting at the radio. Ranting at the radio, railing down the wire, sounds like 50 years ago. How do I quell my ire? Roaring like a wildfire, as high flyers all conspire to con us, squeeze us drier. Calling liar, liar, it seems I can't retire from preaching to the choir. To you I may seem frail, social change a breadcrumb trail. All I seem to do is fail to stop myself. I wail at politicians' ploys, it's just white noise. Is this my legacy, that in old age I shake my fists in rage against the machine? I want to smash the screens, the same old scenes, war, greed, all obscene, the planet burning what could have been. All we hear is mumbo-jumbo, Don't tell me I shouldn't grumble as I see what's civil, crumble. I can feel the earth rumble. Then, heading for another rant, I listen to Stan Grant, how he's disenchanted, racism, the media, he's adamant, he'd rather leave. His soul is hurting. Maybe now I'll stop blurting, stop trying to convert them. Instead, subvert them. Return once more to introversion. Now instead of ranting, now you'll hear me chanting in silent meditation. Now I found reconciliation. Don't need the or doomsday allegations. No more altercations with radio stations. Now the ABC is muted. Now the news is not disputed. My anger now diluted. My mind no more polluted. Silence now saluted. A gesture much more suited to one whose hair is grey. An elder with too much to say. No going back to yesterday. I can make another choice to speak the truth without fear. In silence, hear my inner voice. In silence, I can truly hear.
0: The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. I'm currently talking with my Strega sister, Gail DeAngelis. She's in Melbourne, she's a musician, singer, and poet. <clears throat> And which of many colors you also work in um, herbal remedies, Gail. Tell us a yep. little bit about what you do with the plants that you grow in your garden. Do you have a recommendation for us at this time? It's um, we're coming into the equinox time of the year. Um, is there anything that you're working with right now?
2: I have I've, I've begun to integrate. Magical herbs with medicinal herbs. Mm -hmm. So, for example, and this is a nice, this for this time of year where we are in the southern hemisphere Mm -hmm. and spring is hopefully about to be sprung, Mm -hmm. um, then there's a sort of sense of renewal and we're heading for that balance again, trying to get some balance. So,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, away from winter and into more sunshine. So I've invented a tea from my witch's love garden mm. and I just use the flowers and the herbs from that garden and dry them and then put them all in the tea and it just smells delicious, it tastes delicious, it looks delicious. <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> and Yeah, yum, it's yum. (laughs) Um, So lavender, rosemary flowers, lemon balm, vervain, lovage, rose petals, yarrow and sweet basil. The other thing that I love to do because um, whether the full moon or the dark or new moon, um, if I've given someone a tarot reading or they're in need of something, whether it, you know, they, they want to take up something creative or they're looking for a job or they want to go back into the love sector, whatever it might be.
0: The um, love sector.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I, I, it's not applicable to me anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, it's applicable to all of us. But that would make a great poem. <laughs> cool. Anyway,
2: what, what I love to do is use the herbs that I have that, are magical and write the spells for the charms
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um, that integrate the magical properties of the herbs as well. So that can be quite powerful and they smell delicious
0: too. Oh, sounds great. And
2: you source Hmm. a lot of these herbs from your garden? Mostly, yes. So it's taken, we've been here for 17 years and it's taken quite a while to establish everything including mm-hmm. my little apothecary um shelves uh in my studio yeah um so you know it, it it all sort of works quite well so for example i know a couple of people who have developed arthritis and i have uh, a beautiful plant in the garden called solomon seal so i i dig up the roots dry the roots and i've made a salve for people to rub on the areas where it is, uh, hurts the most. And that doesn't take it away, but it does help mm-hmm. to relieve those symptoms.
0: Great. Mm. It sounds like you're really incorporating medicine and magic for people. Yeah. yeah. What we all well, need, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And during
2: the pandemic, when we, you know, in Victoria, we were had quite a lot of lockdowns here and people couldn't, was before people were able to get vaccinated too. Mm -hmm. So I found myself sending a lot of care packages to people of herbs. So whether they be charms or um, teas, you know, for example, immune system boosting teas, aches and pains, insomnia, anxiety, Mm -hmm. uh, coughs and colds, fever, whatever it might be. Um, And people appreciated having that contact and wow. you know you're sending love aren't you exactly
0: blessed be wow that's great mm. yeah, yeah you've um, sent me um charms and all sorts of teas and interesting things and I'm always impressed yeah. that they get through customs <laughs> <laughs> well I've never had a knockback including travel charms you know it's the, great it's great <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> so Gail I would like mm. to ask you one final question mm. And this is a question I ask all my guests, and the question mm. is, what does magic mean to you? I think for
2: me, magic happens here where I live.
1: Mm.
2: That's why my garden provides everything that we need. Uh, so it's the birds, the bees, the butterflies, the plants, the forests, the the soil, the worms, the It's nature. To me, magic is nature and our capacity to be with and work with nature.
0: Thank you to Gail DeAngelis for a really fantastic chat about poetry. I loved her poem, ranting at the radio. There's so much out there that we could rant about, couldn't we? And it's uh, food for thought. You know, this is a podcast. It's not really the radio, but it is a space. It is a medium. And um, I like to have my monthly rants. (laughs) So. Thank you for tuning in to my monthly rants. And uh, perhaps you yourself might like to try ranting and raving um, on the pages of a of your notebook, whatever it might be. Mercury retrograde is a really great time to explore our expressive side in the realm of poetry or songwriting, anything to do with the written word in particular. So. That's one good thing about it. I like writing letters during Mercury retrograde. Might write some letters to some friends. the old snail mail way <laughs> with beautiful stationery, of course. So the next time I will be joining you will be the 29th of September and it will be post-equinox and uh, up here in the north we will be celebrating the harvest time starting to bring in our crops starting to bring in our harvest it might not actually be your garden maybe it's just things that you're reaping now in your life what have you what are you reaping in your life right now with your work with your relationships things like that giving gratitude it's gratitude season down in the south the earth is waking up she's putting on her finery she's she's budding the, the 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 hills are alive everything's waking up again so many blessings for the equinox season wherever you may be on gaia as she spins around and around that sun that she loves and i hope that you all um farewell for the next few weeks Good luck with the mercury retrograde by the time i speak to you again it should be over mostly (laughs) so take care out there and enjoy the new venus direct as these new exciting energies come through so take charge of those and i will speak to you again soon many blessings and farewell the witch way spellcast with sorceress chip